Hey, what's going on, everyone? This is Adam. And this is Amir. And welcome back to the show. So today, we're not going to be listening to anything, at least for this specific recording that you're going to be hearing. I just talked about this with Amir, but we're literally recording this right on the spot, and there's something that I wanted to, I want to tell him that just happened over the last, uh, between five days to maybe a week, and it's something that I think you'll be interested in hearing. Okay, so get this. You've heard of the... Have you heard of the band Volvedania? I don't believe so. I've seen... Like, I've listened to a little bit of their music. They're a heavy band. They're, I think... They're, I believe they're a deathcore band. Okay. But something happened with two of their members... Oh, God. ...that I want to read to you. And they just put... They put out a statement for it. And this is what it said. Because I copied it and pasted it into my notes so I could read it to you. Okay. Okay, so it goes... So we are sure you've all been wondering what's going on and you deserve to know. Due to recent events and recurring uncontrollable violence from Duncan Bentley, that's their singer, their vocalist, we can no longer have him in the band. This uncontrollable is violence. violence. <laughs> wow. This this has been something that we have been considering even before this tour that they're currently going on, but had to just continue and try our best because the financial losses would have been too devastating. He threatened and tried to kill our drummer, Tom. Jesus Christ. (laughs) Tom ended up in the hospital and sustained various injuries, including a badly broken nose. Fucking hell, man. This is also not the first time he's attacked Tom and displayed this type of violence. It's been a recurring problem for a while. We thought it was alcohol-related, but now we know it's just who he is. We will be continuing the tour without him. We're going to try to make plans to get some friends who are vocalists to help us out on the way and still bring you the best show possible. Okay, that's nice. Tom is absolutely destroyed and in pain, but he's willing to try to finish up the tour, and he will. we will do our best. That is a strong-ass dude right there. Yeah. To be able to, like, even though he's in pain, try to play the music. Man, that, that go support those guys, man. Go, go support them and, and send him some fucking love. Cause that, I know that takes a lot of heart. Oh, yeah. And it goes on to say, as many of you might know, the cost of touring is insanely high and we would like to finish the tour to help us cover our costs. We hope you guys all understand and we are heartbroken to bring you this news. Please do not trust Duncan. He is a manipulator, psychopath, and compulsive liar. He will try to take us down after this and we just need you all to know the truth. Good God, man. And then right right at the bottom it says, Duncan somehow still has access to our Facebook and is deleting posts. Jesus Christ, man. <laughs> this dude sounds like a fucking crazy ass. Okay, so uh, a little bit after that, it was like maybe the next day or two after this news originally hit, Tom came out and made a statement. You know, the guy who, the drummer who was attacked. The drummer, yeah. And this was his statement. Just want to say thanks to everyone who has reached out personally and through messages. I'm doing okay other than being in a little pain. And we just want to try to continue the tour and make the best of this awful situation. We were not in any sort of drunken brawl. We had an amazing night out with friends after the show. And towards the end of the night, started noticing changes in his behavior with him becoming erratic and irritable and unnecessarily mean about people and towards homeless people around. So when we got back to the hotel, I asked him if he had been drinking all day at all. And he absolutely snapped. 
I literally said, Duncan, as a friend, I need to know if you have been drinking tonight. And he absolutely lost it. This is not the first time this has happened at all. Had to deal with a very similar situation in the Philippines just over a month ago. When he was late for the lobby call for our flight, and I went to his room to wake him up. And when I did, he snapped and attacked me, punching me multiple times, breaking my ribs. We had been considering telling him to leave the band since then, but he'd assure us he would quit drinking and has been seeking professional help. No, the fuck he has. <laughs> Tours are planned months in advance, and I had been the one responsible for signing surety on merch orders and many of the financial things that allow us to tour. If we missed the tour, I will be financially ruined for life, so we decided to give him the benefit of the doubt and continue with him and his promise to not drink at all. This latest situation just proves that it was never the alcohol at all that sets this off and is a much and is a much darker mental issues. After this situation, I'd send him multiple links to AA and other alcohol treatment programs, as well as psychologists, and tried to be there for him. I also tried with the help of our manager to help him get a sponsor who comes from our scene and understands the music life and its issues and just and wasn't just going to push God on him as treatment. He never once reached out to that person. We did not abandon Duncan in a random country with nothing. He was about to be arrested for his behavior, but police had said that we would have to wait in Prague for weeks of court dates, and as much as we wanted to, we were not in a position to do so. With this, the police removed him from the hotel and escorted him away, telling us escorted him away from us, telling him to leave telling him to leave him. Even after all this and spending most of our day at the hospital, when we got to our accommodation, I still reached out to his wife, Catherine, yesterday evening. Dude has a wife? Oh god, man. Checking in on him and letting her know how how to change his flight home as well as send him money to be able to get where he needs to be to catch his flight home against the wishes of everyone else involved as I didn't want to leave him stranded. So even after all of that, he still managed to get the guy money, not leave him stranded somewhere, and actually get him a flight to go home so he wouldn't be left stranded anywhere. I would have been like, fuck that guy, you can walk home, take a boat, fuck you. <laughs> and this is the last part. I hope he is able to get the treatment he needs and get better. He will never be in the band again, no. but I hope that he no. can get treated and sort out, sort his life out. I do not wish any violence against him and hope he can get his life sorted. That was his statement. He's not going. The dude belongs in an asylum. Bro, if you are that violent and you have that big of an issue with alcoholism, first of all, a wife? The dude should not have a wife if he's that violent. What to say this this dude doesn't just wail on his wife every week? Who the hell knows, man? I mean, come on, man. And then the fact he attacks a drummer for asking a simple question. He has a problem with alcoholism. He has very bad anger issues. He's mentally ill. He refuses to seek help. This is a person that you cannot help unless he helps himself. Yeah. The band made a great decision getting rid of him. Yeah, that was like, so I, I read that news a couple days ago. And I was like, oh, I gotta... First of all, I was like, this is fucking crazy. Yeah. But at the same time, I was like, wait, I should probably I, I should probably save this so I can tell so I can tell Amir about this and see what he thinks. <laughs> yeah. 
Because I think it would make it would have made for a good recording. That's fucking ridiculous, man. He tried to kill their drummer. <laughs> I was like, dude. So let me let me tell you this. So the other day when we were when me and Taylor were at that White Chapel concert, we were talking to a guy in a bar. In, yeah. the, in the bar, like, cause uh, the Granada Theater where we were, where we were going to the show, mm-hmm. they have a restaurant and bar grill that's like connected to the to the place where the they're gonna play. Yeah. So we had about an hour until the doors were gonna open so we can go in. Yeah. So we ended up just chilling out inside the bar area where they had like the little restaurants and stuff like that. Right. We ended up having like some. Um, we ended up just chit chatting and everything, and we we ended up getting a little bit of food up there. Cause they sell so they sell like they have like a small food menu. Mm-hmm. Their bur like I had a turkey burger. Yeah. While I was up there, their burgers were probably the best fucking thing I've ever eaten, and really? I put that over Fuds. Really. And that says a lot coming from me. Yeah. The quality of the meat that they use was so superb. It literally it like when you bit into the burger, like you could taste all the juices, you could taste all the quality meat. They they cook stuff in the patty too. Like they had, they cook like a little bit of parsley. They cook some onions in there. Oh, it was yeah. really fucking good. It was like the best burger I'd ever eaten. Yeah. So, on someday maybe if we can catch another concert at that at that same place, yeah, you sure, got you got to try one. Let's go there. Don't yeah. But yeah. So after we were, we were we were eating and everything, and we we ended up meeting a guy that was up there at the bar. He was waiting to see the show too. Because there was a couple people in there that were sitting around. They were kind of just waiting for the doors to open. So we were, we were kind of chit-chatting with the people in there. Yeah. So the guy that was sitting next to where... So I was sitting over here. Taylor was sitting next to me. And then the guy was like a chair or two down from where Taylor was sitting. We started talking with him for a while. It was mainly me that was talking because, like, we... You know, when it comes to talking about music and shit with other people, like, I can go on. Yeah. Because I have so much I can say. But all three of us were, were talking, though. And then he brought up the news about about what I just told you and then we had a conversation about that and then we were just like all fucking like struck (laughs) by like why about like the shit that had just happened yeah and like the like the guy was the one that even brought it up I can't remember his name I think his name was like Tyler or something like that I can't remember yeah but um I, I gave him one of our one of our cards oh cool cause I told him that me and you had had did the show together, but you weren't you weren't able to make this show, unfortunately. Yeah. But I gave him one of our cards, and uh, he had went to the he had been on the Chaos and Carnage tour as well. Oh shit! So okay. he was at that show whenever while we were up there on the balcony. Mm-hmm. So we're just chit chatting everything, and then we all we all get up and leave and go go inside the building and everything. Yeah. To get inside the building, and. The guy goes and he he's he's down on the ground floor, because uh-huh. uh, the inside of this theater was was kind of strange, because like it looked almost like like Ridgely, yeah. But like when you walk into the like into the big auditorium area, like where the stage is, mm-hmm. instead of like an open floor, they have like all these barricades that that like separate sections of the floor. Oh, okay, okay. So like you can't do like a pit or anything. Even though all the bands were trying to were encouraging everyone to do a fucking pit, obviously. Yeah. But it's like it's like almost all the bands didn't realize that all these barriers were there. Like you, you so can't, you so yes yeah, yeah so the bands were thinking that nobody was getting into this shit, and I was like no dude like I don't know if any of y'all have seen but like there's barriers down there so like you can't exactly do a fucking pit because there's walls everywhere down there. 
because they're they're like waist high. Yeah. And so there are people trying though. Like it's not that there wasn't any moshing going on. Like there's like a small open section like right there by the stage, like right there by the front. There are people that actually moshed a little bit down there. But everybody else <laughs> in the back was like, "Fuck!" Like I'm, yeah, so, like I'm the, shoulder to shoulder. <laughs> yeah, like one of the singers from uh, the uh, what band was it? Signs of the 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 guitarist from Signs of the Swarm is getting kind of pissed off with our crowd yeah. because none of us were moshing. We're just like, we can't fucking mosh. <laughs> <laughs> There's walls down there. But I think that I think that's when he realized about the walls and stuff, and he's like, let's try to make the best of the situation though. So everybody who's down here, just try to, just try to fucking like, just try to move, yeah. move as quickly and as harshly as you can. <laughs> so you saw, you saw some moshing down there a little bit, but yeah. it wasn't like nowhere near like that all the other shows we went to. Would have been a buzzkill for me. Yeah. It would have been like, are well, you fucking serious, man? You can't have these heavy bands and then not like have some moshing, some dancing, something, man. Yeah. So they, 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 they tried. Like, there, it's not like there wasn't any. There was just a lot less than all the ones that we've seen previously. But they, they, they were trying, though. They were trying. But so, the open floor area, you know, had all the barriers and stuff. So, there were people, like, separated by the walls and stuff. So, you weren't too cramped. Yeah. And right in the back. So, you know how in the back for us, there was, like, the balcony area up there? Yeah. Well, instead of taking a different staircase to go up, to get up there like we did originally, mm-hmm. the staircase is in the same room as the open floor. So there's only two staircases. There's one right here next to the the area where you come in from the building, and then there's another one on the opposite side, like on that side. Yeah. And you can go up the stairs. There's no chairs or anything, so you still have to stand. But it's all still open area up there where you can see. Uh-huh. So we chose to stand up there, like on the front, right up right at the top of the stairs. Uh-huh. So we have like a good view of everything. Uh-huh. So that's where we stood, and they had these little. Um, so right where we were standing, they had like these. They had these walls up there. And they had like these little, uh, little small tables that were built into it, so I could set my phone in, on there oh, while while okay. we were recording that's stuff. Pretty cool. And that's pretty much where we stood like all night. I got through like the first three bands before I had to use the restroom once. <laughs> right. I went to take a piss one time. I was back in like 30, 45 seconds, and then it was right after that. That's when Whitechapel went on at the end. Oh, you made it just in time. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I, I went before. I went while Signs of the Swarm was still playing. Uh-huh. They were like on their last two or three songs, uh, and I had already gotten my recordings from them. Okay. So I was good. So I, I found time to slip away and go, and then come back. But um, that concert was something, man. Yeah. It was it was very something. So um, Entheos went on first, and they were they were really fucking good. They had, they have a female singer. Really. A fe- they have a female uh, deathcore singer. Damn, that's really, surprising. really good looking too. That's surprising. You don't see a lot of female vocalists in deathcore. Yeah, very, very good though. They're they, Taylor was very surprised by them, mm-hmm. and I was too. I thought they were really fucking good. And then Signs of the Swarm went on right after them. Ooh. I thought they were going to be the second to last. Yeah. It turns out, um, so Signs of the Swarm they were fucking incredible. But yeah. They played a whole bunch of great songs. I'm not to let you hear the recordings. Whitechapel was the one that I rec- I recorded every song that they played because they played through all of the valley and they played a couple of bonus tracks yeah. from their previous albums but I, I recorded it was like 52 minutes because they got through the valley in like 45 minutes oh okay <laughs> 
Well, actually, no. It was more like 40, 40 minutes. 40 minutes. And then the rest of that time, there was a couple of bonus tracks because they wanted everyone was wanting an encore. <laughs> but luckily, it was only four bands and not seven. <laughs> right. So by four, I was I was doing I was still doing I was st- still doing pretty good. Like I wasn't getting burnt out like after band number five was. Yeah. We we're still pretty good. Arc Spear. <laughs> Arc Spear was fucking crazy. <laughs> Taylor was surprised by them. You know, neither one of us had, like, he didn't, he doesn't know who they are very much. Yeah. I've known them for about maybe two or three years, but obviously, you know, I've never seen them play. Yeah. But there is a, so their singer, he comes, like, while well, they're, they're fucking amazing, by the way. If we, if we ever get a chance to see them, you, you, you need to hear them play. They sound just like studio, pretty much. They, so here's the thing. Taylor liked them, but the only complaint that he had with them was 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 the. It seemed like they had a, bit, a little bit of a microphone problem again. I hate when that happens, dude. But here's the thing, I consider it like they had a microphone problem, but it's also because their singer, like he does, he he sings low like that, like generally anyway on their on their albums. Yeah, especially so, when he's doing like the really fast. Version. Yeah, so it's like you know, it's it could it's I think it is a microphone problem, but it's also because you know. That's how he sounds normally, anyway. Putting a record, yeah. Yeah, but you can still hear him though, and like he when he does his growls and shit, they come through really fucking good. Yeah. Definitely, like, so I'm so glad I got to see him play. But here's the thing. Occasionally they would stop, you know, just to kind of give everybody a break for just a minute. And he, the singer, came onto the mic, and he's like, uh, <laughs> "I really got to try to remember what he said. I'll have to ask Taylor next time." He comes off next time he comes over, but he said something like <laughs> he started telling the story about. So literally, the first thing he says was, "Man, guys, you don't, guys, you don't know how much pussy I got when I was in high school." <laughs> <laughs> and then right after that, he's like, "The funny thing about that though is that I was homeschooled." <laughs> <laughs> Everyone in the fucking theater just started busting out laughing. <laughs> Dude, like a fucking tear came to my eye whenever I heard that. Fucking dumbass. <laughs> but the, but right after that, he's then he starts going on. Uh, he starts telling a story, a quick story, like about his mom. Yeah. And he was saying something like, you know, uh, you know all the, you know my my mom used to tell me about all these uh, about all these treatments that you can do when you put semen on your skin, and then it's like. She ended up like doing something with like another guy, and I don't know how it led into that conversation, but like, it, it the conversation eventually ended up to something like, now every time whenever I see uh, now every time whenever I see like a commercial that has to do with like skincare products and shit like that, all I can see is like my mom getting like basted by Tommy Lee Jones. <laughs> it was so fucking random. We were just like, what the fuck. But um, and then right after that, the, he right right when they started playing the music again, right before they started, he's like, "All right, let's go. Let, we're gonna start this next song, but we're gonna start it. We want you guys to to, to scream, fuck Tommy Lee Jones,' <laughs> and everybody did it. And then they went back to right right into their next song. I was like, "Bro, what the fuck is this?" <laughs> it was the most random fucking thing. Everybody was so fucking funny. Like that, was, no one was expecting it. It was so fucking funny. But right after that, they continued playing. They were doing good and everything. 
And at some point, like, right before they finished, like, they were on their last couple songs, they ended up getting out, like, a fucking twister mat, and they had, like, two two random people down there on the floor, like, play, like, a fucking game of deathcore twister. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> man, they seemed like a fun-ass concert. I was like, holy shit, man, what the fuck is going on we here? We gotta see them again. Oh my god, dude, that was so fucking random. Oh, man. I, I was like, I would have never expected that from a, from an arc spirit. <laughs> They seem like such a fucking fun band to see. They were really fucking good though. Like their their shit was fucking amazing. And obviously their singer is like fucking so random, but like <laughs> it, it was funny to tell. Like, but the Tommy Lee Jones shit and the fucking semen shit really threw me off. It was really funny. But the thing that got me was like, man, you guys don't know. You guys don't know how much pussy I got when I was in high school. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? That's what that's what really got me though. Like I, I was dead after that. <laughs> And then Whitechapel played a little bit after that. They took the longest to come on though, because they had to they had to set up so much shit. Yeah. And get ready. But they had that they had their little uh their their album cover in the background like on a giant banner. Right. Had like that giant eye. Mm-hmm. And they had it in the background. Phil came on stage, all the members were there. They started they started immediately. There was no talk, there was no conversation, there was nothing. Like as soon as they came out, they lifted up that banner off the stage. And it was instantly into when a demon defiles a witch. Damn. It was that fast. And they went through the entire album in like 40 minutes. And then the last 12 minutes or so, they played like an extra three or four tracks from some of their previous albums. And that was it. It was a hell of a performance. Very, very cool. We had a very good time. We had great food before the show even started. The area that the that the theater's in is really, really nice. It's nothing like it was at Dada. <laughs> it's in a nice neighborhood. There's lots of restaurants around. There's lots of buildings. There's an apartment complex right across the street from the theater. Really, really nice. Uh, we parked on the side of the street next to the building. Very, very nice area. And there's a corner store. Literally right, there's a Chevron right next to where the theater is. Oh, shit. You got everything over there. Yeah, so very, very nice area. Like, if there's ever another show there, I'll, I would love to go back. Oh, yeah. It's, it's a very, very nice place. I sound like a great place to be. Yeah, that was about it, though. I mean, uh, I picked up a shirt. It's over there somewhere. I'll have to, I'll have to show it to you. Well, we had a great-ass time. We got a lot of great recordings. Um, all of you are going to either have heard it by this point, or it'll be, like, right after this recording, because, you know... I just put out that video explaining, you know, that we have had to speed up our process with the sudden changes. But nevertheless, you'll all hear them very, very soon, like within the next couple weeks. And after that, we'll be right back on schedule. We'll be releasing stuff weekly now at our own pace. But that's going to go ahead and do it. That's just... I wanted to read you that story about Movidania or however the hell you say their name. I can never pronounce her name right. And then also telling you a little bit about the, the show... Very, very cool. And I ended up we ended up meeting two other two other guys that were standing like right next to us up there. Yeah. And we started talking to them and we all talked about like our uh, the shows we, we we told everybody like about all the shows we went to last year, you know, all the bands we got to see when we went to see the Chaos and Carnage and all that stuff. Um turns out the two guys that were up there with us they were also at the show too. Really? At Chaos and Carnage. 
So I was like, shit, man, it's like a small fucking world. I know, right? <laughs> like was, we've met three people already that were at that show that we were just previous at last month. I was like, shit, man. They could have been in that fucking line with us and we just didn't even know. Yeah, probably. But yeah, when, when, when we told them that we were at that show too, we were just like, damn, man, like, small fucking world. <laughs> And the two guys that are up that were up there next to us, they're gonna be at this Chelsea Grin show too. Oh shit, really? So if we run into them again, that's gonna be fucking funny. <laughs> but uh, I gave both of them a card too, hmm. so I was able to I was able to get at least three or four cards out to a couple of other fans or another other people, I should say. Pretty pretty cool. Talked a lot about our shows, what we're planning on doing the rest of the year. I told them where we're gonna be doing. Um, you know, we were going to Chelsea Grin on sun- on Sunday. Um, we were going to go see Motionless in August. We were going to see Avenged Sevenfold in October. Maybe something else. It depends on like what if anything comes out between there and August or J- October. It was fun though. It was very very fun. I need. I can't wait for you to hear some of the recordings because they're they're really fucking good. And. One last thing I want to say is uh, getting to hear Whitechapel play Hickory Creek was crossed off my bucket list now because that's the that's the first song I ever heard that, that introduced me to them. Yeah. And then obviously, you know, after after I listened to The Valley, I went back and listened to all their other shit. And then obviously I listened to, we listened to Ken when it came out. So I was all caught up and everything. But the one thing I wanted to do is if I ever got to see them one day was to hear them play Hickory Creek because that's what got me into them. And Phil is fucking incredible his vocals are like just as good live as they are on the records yeah he is really fucking great and he's he's like top tier like up there with Mitch he's that fucking good and I'll tell you like whenever Chapel came onto the stage the whole theater had never been more live that night than when they were out on the stage Man. Everyone was on their fucking feet. Everyone was yelling, screaming, singing to all the tracks. I sung, I sung to quite a few of them myself. But everyone was fucking alive while they were going through that album and all their bonus tracks and stuff. Everyone was there and just in the moment. And it was so fucking cool to be a part of all of that. Like we were, we were all just like in a wave. And we were all just going, like, going through the motions with all their songs, and we were all just on that wave. Yeah. And it felt so fucking cool. And it reminded me so much of why I love going to concerts and being around people that love the same shit that we do. Getting to see all these cool bands and everything, it's just... This is, this is my passion, man. This is, I love doing shit like this. And I hope to keep doing it. Yeah, that's about it, though. It's a hell of a show. I can't wait to see Chelsea Green and Carnifex and Off Silver and Left to Suffer on Sunday. Ironically, Left to Suffer just released a new album, too. Ironically, right before they're going to their show. Yeah, that's going to do it. Uh, I want We want to thank you all for listening. We hope you all enjoyed, and we will see you all in the next recording which will be pretty soon right after this.